Hello and welcome to the Trading College podcast, where we look to bring you some of the most thought-provoking ideas about trading and what you could do to improve your trading. Hi guys, Raj here with the latest Trading College podcast. And this week I'm on my own because I'm discussing a subject that I I kind of take personally and I I have a lot of pride in and I coach a lot of people in. So hopefully it can help you. And that subject is basically how to psychologically handle composure, trading composure. So that's the, the main reason for today's topic and it does cover a nuance of areas so you know obviously this could be in an individual trade this could be on your account remaining patient when things aren't going your way so there's a lot of individual uh, tricks and and really good things that you can learn from from this podcast to to do with your trading and trying to really maintain that feeling of zen and uh, and being relaxed so first of all where i want to start is because i've had the most recent questions uh, following the previous co- uh, podcast and thanks a lot for sending those questions in about this specific subject so um Everybody's been in a trade before, I think, especially, I mean, I don't know if some of you are new, but I mean, most of uh, people who've been trading from three months or more have been in a trade where it's going really, really well. You know, the market's moving really, really smoothly. And then all of a sudden we get a wave down and that's when the panic sits in, you know, you start to lose your profit. Um, this is this is such a normal feeling. I mean, I, I even get text messages and uh, and emails from people on my mentorship or when I'm speaking into to people in the live chat room about you know, Raj, do you th- do you think this is a reversal? Like, do do you think I should take my profit here? You know, little things little things like that. I, I get so much from it. And as a as a trader who's been trading for for 13 years now. You know, I, I still feel uncomfortable in those in those situations. If I'm honest, if if my trading performance hasn't been going so well, and I, maybe I've lost three trades in a row, and my fourth trade is going really well, all of these little doubts and fears set in. Like, you know, I'll give you an example. I could be thinking, well, I've had I've had three losses. This is the trade that's going to make that money back for me, and then some. Shall I let it go down below those areas of losses? You know, or or shall I? Shall I take the profit where I can cover those losses? Shall I see if it can run four so I can run further so I can double the amount that I lost? You know, something like that is one. The other thing is, is that, you know, that that's one thing if you've if you've just come off a negative run. Another thing is that if you're really being really bullish, you might go away from your trading plan because you're you're feeling overconfident and uh, you think, OK, yeah, I can't I can't kind of do anything wrong. And, you know, your your ego is telling you, well, I you know, I don't want to lose a trade because, you know, I've, I've done so well and, you know, I, I'm I, I feel invincible. So I'm just going to take take this profit here. And then the other the other thing, which is uh, probably the most common for people who speak to me are new and they don't actually know what to do. They've never been in this situation before. And that's that's a key thing here. Practicing this is is, is a solid thing and you know the difference between trading demo and alive is really this i think most people who test strategies on the demo account like forward testing they they will leave these trades you know they will leave these trades without hesitation they'll know what the right thing to do and they'll accept that but when it comes to trading live the 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 ego kicks in and the the kind of fear kicks in of yes this is real money you know, it's no different. The market doesn't behave in a different way, whether if you're trading on a demo or if you're trading live, the market moves the way the market moves. We have no control over that, right? It's literally just how you feel. You have control over how you feel and what you're doing with your money management. Now, going to that money management phase, that leads me on to a pretty decent segue here. There are lots of uh, there are lots of things you can do, you know, like really you, you should have a money management plan for when you are in trades, but also for your account. 
in total. So when you are in trades, for example, and your trade is going really well, you could be trailing a stop. So what I mean by that is that let's say for every 100 pips that it moves up, your trail could go up 50 pips along with it. So let's say, for example, you've uh, you put a trade, it's 200 pips up, you've got a 100 pip stop. It gets to 300 pips up, your stop then moves to 50. And then when it gets to 400 pips up, your stop then moves to break even. You know, that's a trailing stop, okay? And you can decide the parameters of how much it goes up and, and down with, with the specific price. So that, that's entirely up to you. And a lot of the really good trading platforms, you know, uh, you know, the IGs or whatever, or, you know, the pro real times, the trading views, you know, whatever trading platform or broker you're using, they do offer that service. So definitely it could be something to look into. The other thing that you could uh, look to do is just basically move your stop to break even. That is another another very simple strategy. And, you know, you're still going to be worried about losing profits in this stage because you, your price could go up and you could be doing really well and the market could move back to break even and you could just not make any money after holding a trade for a certain period of time. So that's another that's another really uh, good way of running things, because, for example, if you lose something to break even and you don't really care about it and you manage not to worry about it, it could go on for ages. You know, you could have, you know, one of the big Apple trades or Microsoft trades or Google trades or something like that. You know, in FX, the dollar yen trade of, of recent time or something like that could go in your favor. So that's also another really good one. The other one, you know, which is my preferred method, uh, to be honest, is the monetary targets. So what, what I do, and this isn't for everyone, really create your own strategy. Don't just follow me, you know, really, really listen and, and work on what's good for your personality is I do it on a monetary basis. So let's say, for example, I've risked 300 pounds in a trade and I'm and in the first trade, I'm up 600 pounds and I compound that trade and I add another trade. So let's say, for example, on a trade where I originally risked 300 pounds gets to a point where it's up at about a thousand pounds. I will not let that trade fall below 400 pounds if it's been up a thousand pounds i'll give it space to run to try and get further but i won't let it come down to below that monetary target of 400 pounds and that's all of the positions combined the aggregate profit of all of the commission the, all of the individual uh, positions combined okay and then also beyond that if it goes up another leg and it gets to four thousand pounds or three thousand pounds i'll have another monetary downside target that i won't let the trades fall before now this is purely because i i trade for profit i need to pay myself i, I need to do things you know mortgage payments you know my, my kids is obviously very expensive and i need money so i'm not going to allow myself to be in a trade for four months or three months and not make any money from it that that's my personal reason for that you might be different you might have a full-time job and be a swing trader and you can rely on on your monthly wage and and then also have um you know uh, this could be like a side hustle and it could take the pressure off it and you can let trades run for longer that could be entirely up to you so th these are the strategies they're the actual strategies to help you cope with being being in profit and the market pulling back against you okay now away from the strategies we want to talk about how to psychologically handle this now what what I really do uh, with this is I, I always look at statistics of my last previous trades I will normally go back 50 trades yeah if I have time it's a big ask but you should do this yeah put the work in work hard um, if not, you know, 20 trades could probably work as well, but I would definitely recommend 50 trades or more uh, because you'll get a more concrete answer. And what I want everybody who's listening to this podcast to do is to go back over their last 50 trades and check where they took their profit or where they got stopped out. OK, and then check where it could have gone to the upside on your profit. 
Okay, so an example of this would be, let's say, for example, we took an SMB 500 long and, uh, you know, we, we took profit at two to one because we felt like the market was a little bit choppy. Okay, and we did this 50 times. Let's just say that. Now, what I'd like you to do is go over the previous trades, see how far those longs would have taken you if you hadn't taken profit. Then what I'd like you to do is on a separate column with a different Excel spreadsheet or a separate space on the Excel spreadsheet is then go and see how um, how those trades would have performed if you moved your stop to break even. And then the last one is see how those trades would have performed if you moved your stop and trailed your stop and, it, and the market continued. OK, now, statistically, this will give you a good idea of what you probably should have done in hindsight. Now, I hate hindsight trading. I hate looking at that, but I do like reviewing statistics. OK, they're two different things. Reviewing statistics can help you for the future. Now, once you've done this, psychologically, you could feel a little bit more confident with your money management strategy on every individual trade. That That's a really important dosage of, of what we're trying to offer here. Now, in the future, you need to separate your emotions from each individual trade and review them as a collective. So on an individual trade, if you move your stop to break even, it might get stopped out. But you need to know on your next 50, if you move your stop to break even, was that beneficial to you in the long run? The previous statistics say it would have been potentially if you if you do your, your statistics correctly. Also, you know, the reason why I leave my trades for such a long time and I have that monetary stop loss that I was talking about is because that's what I've tested in the past. I need to know Am I emotionally available to recover from the fact that, yes, it could have gone to plus £10,000, but I took £3,000 because I need to pay myself, right? I need to be comfortable with that fact, okay? And that's like, uh, you know, a remorse, a trader's remorse thing where, you know, yes, it could have gone to plus ten grand. Like I had a great trade in Snapchat once, for example. Uh, me and one of the one of the students uh, at trading college was in this trade together. I don't want to mention any names. Anyway, so I, I took the trade and I tried to let it run as possible. And then it, it pulled back a little bit. Um, I think I was like 10 grand up, to be honest. And it pulled back to about seven grand. And I thought, OK, I'm going to take this seven grand. I need it. I think I was going on holiday. I can't even remember, but I think I needed it anyway and the market kept going and i could have taken i could have taken 12 grand out of it the same thing to be honest happened to me with carl zeiss as well i i took profit a decent figure i think it was roughly about seven grand again seven or eight grand again and it could have gone up to 12 but i was happy where i took the profit but i did have a little bit of traders remorse that it went a little bit further and you know if my trails were done correctly you know i, I probably could have taken more out of the market but this is this is you know you live and learn right so um so yeah, this is this is what you've got to do to, to basically come to terms with it. Now, then the next best, uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is also measure your performance based on this. Okay, so we call this a performance gap. So where you took profit on all your trades, in comparison to where you could have taken profit on all of your trades, following the strict rules and the parameters that you have set. Okay, then you'll work out the difference between what you have done and what the market was willing to offer you at that particular time. You need to bridge that gap. Okay, that's also really, really important. It was once said by um, Annie Duke, who's a, a great author, that she went into hedge funds and they left more profit on the table when they took profits than they did taking losses. So what that means is, is that they took profit so much that they lost more money on their winners than they did on their losers because they could have taken more profit. Yeah. And that was done through this statistical analysis that I'm, I'm telling you about today. It's a huge thing, really, because once you get your head around it, 
you really can relax. You really can, uh, you really can just, you know, see trading for, for what it is. Like, you know, the fact that no, nobody knows if, you know, Apple's going to go to, you know, a million dollars a share. Nobody can say that in the next 10 years. The, the fact is, is we have to really check and really trust and be zen when we're in these trades which is you know much easier said than done i'm i'm definitely not not saying that it's a it's an easy thing to to do but it's definitely something that we as human beings can learn to do and it is really hard and it does sometimes go against uh go against our human instincts shall we say it's it's pretty difficult to to sit through pullbacks you know, if you're day trading, you can just, you know, take the trade, walk off, come back 20 minutes, half an hour later and see whether it's one or not. That's a bit different. If you're swing trading, it's always there in the background. Sometimes it can feel like it's hanging over you like a, a dark cloud. But if it's going well, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. And, you know, you can really start to start to work on the strategies in which to maximize your profit. And that that's what I try and teach. Every individual person is different. It's not going to be the same for one person than it is for another. So you you have to you do have to remember that too. It's it's really finding the the correct psychological solution for for yourself. Now, so we've talked about we've we've just now spoken about individual trades. Now let's talk about the account management and how to control and and how to deal with your emotions during drawdowns in your individual account. So what what I feel like the best here, and I feel like for some people, this is more of a struggle than individual trades or, you know, depend, depending on who the person is. But I, I really feel like everybody is going to go into a, a drawdown, you know, at some stage, even, you know, when they're in profits or, you know, they could be drawing down on their profits. Now, with this, again, it goes down to trusting your process. I do believe, you know, uh, in, in any given time, any individual trader through like a course of 10, 15 years or, or, or even five, 10 years or two years or whatever can get between seven and, and 15 trades wrong in a row. I, I truly believe that people will go through purple patches where they do really well. And then they'll go through these these negative red patches where they'll just have a lot of trades and it can be demoralizing. So what I would uh, I'll go back to and remember here is that if this is the case for you is you've got, again, a few options. One is for me is the most logically sound is just trust your process on every account that you trade whether you're in profit or not have a maximum drawdown okay so um, normally i ask this question to mentorship students is that if, we, if you've got a, a, an account that you've saved up for and you save ten thousand pounds and you know you've worked hard and you've put your money aside every month and you've got 10 grand now how much would you uh, let it draw down before you go back to the drawing board now the average answer is about 20 percent a lot of people say 20 30 percent so they're willing to lose two to three grand before going back to the drawing board and starting again okay which is which i feel like is a fair figure some people say the whole 10 grand because they feel like well i've i've done i've taken this money this 10 grand out to learn some people say no they say 500 quid i'm not willing to lose 500 quid so everybody's very different on their risk tolerance and you need to work that out on your own as well okay but if your answer is around the two three grand mark what i try and do is i try and say to people okay well that's your worst case scenario is your if your worst case scenario is to lose you know 15 trades in a row before you go back to the drawing board divide that number by that you know get yourself a good buffering level for your account so you don't lose all your money 
you know, rather than going in at, you know, 150, 200 pounds a trade at the beginning, work out what's comfortable within the, that risk, that worst case scenario, that risk parameter. Okay, that will that will ease your fears. It might not make you a millionaire overnight and you might not get like super, super profitable really quickly by doing this by all means, but just make sure that you're protecting yourself to your downside, because as long as you've got money to trade, you're okay, you're able to trade. Okay, then um, obviously that that's that's beforehand okay these are these are the measures to take beforehand but while it's actually happening trusting your process is the most important thing okay if everything is going wrong go back to square one with the basics whether you're trading momentum trigger pts level ones out of syncs two waves you know whatever your strategy is you know if you're on trading college they're the ones that we offer um, you know go back to to that and trade them to the letter write down your rules Keep them next to your PC and follow it. Yep, step one, tick, step two, tick, step three, tick, and then, you know, however many steps you have, and then just go through the trading process and, and, and see how that works. If that does continue to, to get worse, then I would go back to a demo or I would reduce the size of your trades until you feel comfortable to do it again. Now, the problem with that is going back to a demo or reducing the size of your trades, if you start winning again, you are not going to be winning them in your live account to get you back to the point, you know, of where you dropped off. Okay. That has to be emotionally rationalized. Okay. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm stepping back. I know this money is not going to be made up for in my live account, but I need to do this for myself emotionally. Okay. So you don't get that trader's remorse that I was talking about earlier. It needs to be settled around the fact that you are doing this to get yourself back into kilter get your mind back into balance before you start trading live again okay now the example of this is obviously in equities you know like previously we had a massive equity bull run over the last seven eight months we've had equities fall back now I, i've seen a lot of traders every time equities move up a little bit jump into equities again and try and buy stocks again when it's probably not the right time so you know I, what i would say is wait be patient wait for the trend to go back into your favor wait for all of your rules to be met and then that's when you're looking looking to jump in again okay so the statistics of that uh, should should speak for themselves and i always come back to that word don't i a bit boring i suppose but it is what it is it's help, it helps traders for that reason it gives you confidence so then on the other side something that i used to do when i was working full-time and trading as well on part-time is that i would have an account replenishment drawdown as well so let's say for example my account had ten thousand pounds if i let it go down to nine thousand pounds i would stop trading until i saved enough money to get it back to ten thousand pounds so it's just a little psychological thing like an account replenishment tool that you could use where you just stop trading until you put your money back down to your zero level and then you start trading again this ensures that you don't lose all your money you know it really it's really kind of sound advice and it really helps because uh, you need money to trade with if you don't have the money to trade with you're out of the market you know some of you might be affluent enough not to care that's absolutely fine some of you might you know really cherish your money and you know everybody has a different uh, relationship with money so you need to work out what yours is mine is that Okay, if I've got a 20, 30,000 pound account and I, and I get it down to, let's say it's a 30,000 pound and I get it down to 25,000, I might stop trading a bit until I replenish the money to give me a bit of a buffering level to get back to the 30,000 again. I might do that, you know, because I know in my psychology and, and how I work 
that's potentially what I need to do in a drawdown. So all of these things are very positive things that you can do, okay? Trading should be as simple as you make it. These things are very simple. I think on the individual trades, having a drawdown level, you know, having maybe moving your stop to break even, maybe trailing your trades, those things are really simple tools to help you when you are individual trades. For the account drawdowns, okay? Um, having a buffering level, you know, making sure that your your trade size is conducive to the size of your account and you've got a maximum drawdown on that. And then obviously the last one that I mentioned for the account uh, replenishment. So we've given you six practical solutions and there are more, there are loads more that we could talk about in this podcast, but I don't want to leave you mind boggled. So um, is, is really just get those in there, work them out and then, you know, set this up in your trading plan, have methodical ideas and move on from there. Put this in your rule book and have have move on from there. So that obviously concludes this episode of the podcast. We've obviously got a lot of live events coming up. I know those of you who are within Trading College are going to come to the PTC days and the mentorship days where we talk to everybody live and you can meet each other. If you are not part of Trading College and you want to learn more about it, please get in contact. Speak to Chris or, or somebody in our, you know, at our head office and we can definitely talk to you about that we've got lots of different like you know free courses we've got youtube we've got spotify we've got twitter we've got instagram you know follow us on all of those socials as well just to keep updated with our content because we work really hard to add value to, to traders who aren't you know in trading college as well but also to to when you get into com- to the community there's so much more that we have to offer so if you've got any questions for that please please send them in the other thing is is for this podcast you know if you're an avid listener and you like what we say send me in some questions you know, send it into head office to market the attention to, to Raj and the podcast. And I'll try and cover any particular subjects that you feel like that you need help on, you know, uh, and, and we can work on that. But yep, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you'd like any more information, please visit tradingcollege.co.uk. We have lots going on there. We have loads of free events and lots of places for you to look for any information you could possibly need about your trading journey.